And here we go. It is another RC After Hours podcast. It is, uh, I don't know, Sunday. I think it was like the 29th of March. I don't know about anybody else, but it's been a wild uh, couple of weeks, a little bit of a bumpy ride. So uh, this podcast is going to be just a relaxed affair. And like I said, when I get going, I don't wait. Look, there's my guest, Steve. How you doing, buddy? So we brought in. Yeah, I'm very well. <laughs> Hold on here. I'm going to change something quickly. I got you in an echo. But uh yes, uh, so oh. Steve and I were chatting back and forth and it was like, "Now let's just let's just get him on the show." Uh I tried to do something last night, but um it was sorry, this morning. Sorry, yeah. This is the problem. When we're in this time of year, it's what, a 15-hour time difference. So it's uh it's the middle of the morning for Steve. Yeah. Well, it's uh 8 o'clock at night over here in the Eastern Seaboard. So but we managed to get them all locked in. There's Bob, there's Bill, there's Victor. Hey, guys. So we're just going to have a hey, fun everyone. show. Um, yeah, just... Go ahead, Steve. We've we got a lot to talk about. A lot's I know. happened. I've been away from the hobby for about six months. So it's good. It's going to be good. No, not six months, but a few months. And it's going to be good to get back into it again. And I've sort of, you know, reinvigorated my my hobby interest again. It's been it's been a while since I've actually even flown an airplane. Um, <laughs> a complete complete um, separation from the hobby. I've, I'm still the president of the local flying club, which is my sponsor, Penrith Electric Model Aero Club. Look it up on Facebook best photos you're ever going to see of any RC aeroplane ever. It's fantastic. Our photographer there, Chris Lundy, his name is, fantastic guy and takes photos and sends them around to every, all the members about their aeroplanes and, and does a fantastic job and And the photos are first class. He's a top bloke. Excellent. Nice. Legend of a man. Um, and obviously, so I'm still the president of that club, so I'm still interested, but as far as my flying goes, it's uh, oof, it's been pretty bad. I've been, uh, more, more, my weekends have been obviously with family and also riding the monkey bike, nice. which takes up a lot of my time, you know, changing bits and pieces on the monkey bike to make it go faster. I got a 1.5% you know, power increase the other day, which doesn't sound like much, but it is when you've only got eight horsepower or something, so it's... <laughs> <laughs> But that's uh, so that's been that's been taking my time and, and my interest. Uh, but in saying that, I've still kept my finger on the pulse in regards to the hobby industry. I've still I've seen the new releases and I've seen the you know some of the uh, version one point ones that have been released, and we'll talk about that later. And uh, so it's very interesting to see that the hobby and the industry is still going strong, considering what's happening globally with this crazy virus that's locked everyone down and made everyone not fly their airplanes yeah um but it's it's had an impact on everything and i and i've noticed it like my club shut down yeah um obviously in australia here we can only have groups of meetings of of two people down to two people now so that's you and yourself if you if you're that way inclined um just <laughs> so it's uh it's really put a a, a stop on everything down under which has been very interesting we're all working from home. We're all locked in like everyone is, I suppose. Um, but this hobby is um, hopefully it'll, it'll, it'll spark my interest, and it has done. I've got back into it again in the last couple of days, just rebuilding little bits and pieces that I need to fix. And um, so hopefully we can, I, I can get back behind the sticks and fly an airplane. It's been a while. Well, it's interesting because, yeah, I uh, I got out and I, I got my one flight. And, of course, those who know, I deal with uh, with uh, being a type 1 diabetic, which 
if you read anything, it's they're just basically saying be nice, stay away, and that whole social distancing bit. So I haven't gone to the field, uh, and, and like you, the rules are getting more and more aggressive. So I don't know when I'm going to get out again. So the only thing I'm thinking right now is I'm really happy I've got projects. I mean, I'm I've been working on my uh, on my my biplane, the the balsa biplane, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just you know, just happy to have this kind of stuff. Uh, to, to access so um, it's been an interesting little little change and uh, it's funny because we'll talk about the reviews and some of the releases and what strikes me is they're all big planes which would you think right now that everybody would be kind of going for something smaller that way they could just you know do the little park dash and get your flight in get out you know um, so we'll see I've been well let's look let, let's look back at Let's look back at some of the releases, and we'll go back to the airline from from um, from uh, Motion RC, which is a huge risk, but a big aeroplane and a fantastic looking design, and flies really well. One of the guys had one in my club, and and I, I saw it fly in person. I was it's a very impressive piece of kit. Expensive down here, like you're looking at you know thousand dollars Australian, so which is around about a dollar eighty Canadian, and um, it's so so it's it's an expensive aeroplane to fly, but still it's it's. It, and, and obviously we've got a grass strip, and it, it, it flew really well. I was surprised in, in its speed and maneuverability, and yeah, it was really really nice to fly. And when I say surprised, I mean because airplanes generally that size with with that um, setup have struggled in the past. Like when you look at the old A380 that Hobby King brought out from another supplier, which was like a four four engine 50 mil thing that, that flew like horrendously underpowered and. And so it's interesting to see um, these designs come through. So, but the, I was I, I really enjoy that if I'm going to come out. Um, I mean, we had one at Hobby King. We had an, a, an early model, which is a Dash 600, which is 1.8 meter wingspan, which is a twin 70, which we test flew. Um, that was probably six months prior to my leaving Hobby King. And um, Ian and myself had that. And then we were the no-sayers, knocked it on the head because it was too expensive. Um, so it never came to market, but there was a, a, a picture of me holding it up, which Andre, I've shown you before. Yes, sir. And the thing is massive and it's really fat and it's an old sort of, it's a different style where that is based off the Max. This is based off a Dash 600, so a smaller, fattier, squatter version of the 737. Um, so it, that would have been interesting if we'd had a chance to bring that out. Um, interesting in two ways. Interesting to see if our quality or the quality assurance of Hobby King could have kept it up. And... Um, Sorry, I just got to wave goodbye. Um, and um, yeah, so the quality of Hobby King could have kept, could, could they have done it? That's another question as well. Would they have failed and dropped the ball? More than likely. I uh, don't want to speak badly of Hobby King in the past, but that's um, that, that was always a thorn in their side. And it was all, yeah, it was hard. It, it, was, it was a really hard place to work in, in regards to that. But anyway, we're not going to touch on that sour point. We're going to nope. go on. We're going to move we're on to the fun. next. The next stuff that's been released. I mean, E-Flight's been going nuts with their jets. They're like crazy, you know, and it's just been like from F-18s to SU-30s or 27s or whatever that is. I have down to the, uh, to the latest. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Down to the latest one. They just released the twin 64mm 6S A-10 because the world needs another A-10. <laughs> like, what, what's happened well, there? It's, it's funny it's, because It's like I the didn't... A-10's become the new Spitfire. Well, I didn't realize the darn thing was a 6S plane. I'm like, nice. I'm like, oh, who needs another yeah. 64 or 4S, right? But 
Um, actually, I, and I had a chat yeah. with uh, with a friend of the podcast, Pete, who's uh, who's uh, Horizons uh, drone videographer, right? And he says the thing is a hoot, yeah. and, I, and I believe it because it's oh, it's yeah. it's just a little bit smaller, right? And it's um, I love yeah. I love my FMS one, but boy, does that thing soak up the airspace in an aggressive fashion, right? I mean, it's uh, when we when I saw the video, when I and, saw the replay, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm going far. <laughs> Personally, I don't like the color scheme. I'm an 80s sort of guy, so I like the old retro, you know, um, European camouflage run with the with the with the the um, with the shark's mouth or the bull or the, the sorry the the pig face on the front. I, I prefer the warthog. I prefer that than what I do the greys. But in saying that, I've I've seen it said that you know like oh there's another A10. Do we need another A10? And it's like sure we need another like when uh, Freewing brought out the Flightline brought out the new Corsair. And everyone said, oh, do we need another Corsair? It is the best Corsair foam model ever made. It's at the, like the pinnacle. So to say, do we need another one? Then the answer would be yes, if they're going to get better. So there's yeah. no problem with having new or the same thing. Same with the Spitfires that came out. Like you remember the old Dynamics Spitfires and they were a hunk of junk and the old original FMS one, which was really old in technology and design. But later on, we had like Flightline brought out the new 16 millimeter Spitfire and and then Seagull brought out like a bigger version of the a, a Balsa, I think it's um, 72 inch or something like that. And these designs got better and better as they went along. So the older ones, you could basically put them in a flea market and get rid of them and then you have the new ones to fly. So you can let someone else fly those disasters and you can fly a new one. So, and and that, that's how it is. Like, and it's like an old car. Like you would have seen older cars being manufactured and then you see a new car, like from Hyundai, for instance. And the Hyundai quality and technology now is 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 better than a lot of other manufacturers. But before, yeah, they you, you, you know didn't they want should a have pony. Horses, man. Like seriously, you didn't want. They were terrible pony. cars. <laughs> so so to say that to, to say that we don't need a new one is is like you know we do because we need to do these airplanes justice with the new technology and the new designs that become available. Then why not produce the new of the old stuff? If you know what I'm saying. So I'm happy to see designers. Um, you know, sort of re-engineer the old designs and make them better. But in saying that, it's always good to see a new model come out that's that's going to sort of shock the world. And and uh, Flex Innovations just released that new Voodoo, which or the F100, sorry, which is just like beautiful. And we, we, like we talked about really that in good. the last show. Um, that one caught us off, and it was it was really nice to see in the sense that we were saying that. Um, um, F um, Flex hadn't released anything re relatively new in the last little while, so it was kind of fun just to see um, them come. And I, I, would I would I be right would I be right to say that's their first military or scale airplane they've done? Well, Other, yeah. I mean, I'm not scale. They've done the RV8 and that sort of stuff. But would this be their first military plane that they've done? Even crazier. It's well, it's even crazier. Is it's one of their first planes to actually have a real interesting uh, paint job to it, right? So it's. It's a it's a it's a change in pattern for them. I'm just calling it up here so we can have a look at it. And there. Sorry, guys. You have to meet Archie. Cause he's gonna. You have to meet Archie because this is Archie <laughs> the Wonder Dog. <laughs> so Archie's my he's my five month old pup and he's a little sook, and he is a terror. Look at that. But he's good fun. Oh. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. But he's a big sook, so he can oh. go down there. There you go. So, I think you knocked your camera up, buddy. 
There you go. Uh, yeah, the the F one hundred caught us off guard, uh, and I forgot to look at the poll. Actually, I should have. I didn't do my homework before the show. Um, and we're back. There you go. You're back. And uh, I didn't look at the poll. I'm gonna have to check it out and see uh, which one. If the um, uh, they're they're uh, the the Thunderbirds one, I think the just Thunderbirds. Just yeah. From, from, yeah. 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 Which I'm not a fan of the Thunderbird scheme. It has its place, but I'm not a fan of the Thunderbird scheme at all. There's so many different schemes, you know. Um, and, and the Vietnam era is is oh, I love the Vietnam era. I love the music from the Vietnam era. So everything Vietnam is 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 fantastic. So to have that airplane with that color scheme would be a camo version for me for sure. It looks and good. the same and the same with the um, with the shooting star, the T thirty three from mm-hmm. um, from. Freewing, great design that airplane, yeah. amazing design. It, um, it, it, you know, I've seen that fly as well. I've got the L thirty nine, as you know, and I've had it up against the the T thirty three, and um, I still prefer the L thirty nine in comparison. But it's a different era of jet, so you can't compare the two. Uh, but that um, color scheme on the uh, on the on the camo one, the German one, is just I, I prefer that than the silver. I just I don't know it just looks good and that's just a personal preference i suppose but well th- this is the fun part we're actually seeing some really cool looking aircraft and uh you know we're seeing some some really neat variety already in 2020 um it, it'll be interesting whether or not it holds out whether or not manufacturers decide that they're going to hold back on the uh, um uh, you know kind of hold back a little tiny bit and wait and see how things go who knows um as, as long as manufacturers, and, and we'll get into this later, but as long as manufacturers, when they bring out a new version, they bring out a new version, they don't just bring out like one that's just half, uh, you know, sort of half baked. It, it's, uh, it's hard when you're a consumer now. I'm a consumer, so I, I, I get to say this. It, um, it's hard to see the hobby and, and companies still demand top quality, uh, top price, sorry, for their quality of pro- for their product, and yet it's it's half baked. I struggle with that. I really, and it's always been something that we tried to work on when I was at Hobby King. Was if we bring out something new, there's a reason why it's new. Yeah. Um. You know, the the bush mule was one that we were working on, and and it, and and hopefully, if it gets released soon. With a new color scheme, if you went to Penrith Electric Model Aero Club, you would have seen this color scheme get sneaked out there. Someone had a, a sample and was flying it, and it's the new color scheme. I'm not even going to put it up because, um, you know, <laughs> I don't Penrith have Electric it. Model so, Club on Facebook. <clears throat> um, yeah, but so so we did some um, some changes on that airplane, which needed to be done because it had some slight issues, and um, some you know, and obviously feedback from the community and everything to get that done. But the power setup was done a bit better, and it was just um for instance like we'll talk about the tundra 1.1 let's do it tundra should we do the oh, sorry tundra? version two i could version two? i call it the 1.1 oh yeah hold <laughs> on here and uh, and uh, aviation fun we will get Bring to your up. question very shortly hold on here so yes yes i uh um... let's uh, let's an- let's let's answer his question first Let, let's hold on what, what was the question Hold on. His question was simple. Does he think that the UMX timber is a value? Is would you recommend 
the UMX Timber as a third airplane. Oh God, that could be your first, your second, your third, your fourth. Yeah. Um, that little that little gem of an airplane, and I'm going to all those all those all those little micros were, were amazing for what they were, like with their stability and, and gyros and everything on board. It's um, you know, it's uh, and this one thing at Hobby King, we did we did miss the boat when we had the micro tundra, mm-hmm. and we were going to release the micro. Tundra. Oh, oops. Um, <laughs> but that aeroplane um, was was to compete in that space with the UMX aeroplanes at the time, and um, we we missed the boat. Similar to the flying wings, where we had opportunities to um, to do it, but we got held back with, with different processes in the production. So um, yeah, it the the UMX stuff is um, like I've got the Spitfire and I've got the little MiG fifteen, and man, they're awesome. You can nearly indoor fly that MiG-15. It's, it's and, and especially considering the climate, guys flying in their backyard or down the street or local parks, getting away from social distancing, you can go and fly your little tundra, or sorry, your little timber, and enjoy it. And, and yeah. so, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, actually, Aviation Funds comes back. He actually just said, he meant, what would be a plane after this? Ooh. So it all depends on how you like your landings. Do you want a tail dragger or a tricycle <laughs> gear? Uh, if you're looking for something a little bit more sporty, I mean, you can't go wrong with some of the classics, either either um, a good high wing or a T-28 kind of thing. You know, it all depends on what you're after. Yeah. Um, if you want to practice I, those landings and grease those landings, you can't go wrong with a good T28. Yeah, anything with a nose wheel works really well. It basically gives you that, you know, even the T28 can be a bit of a drama because you have got the propeller which is close to the ground. So if you're going to fly in any rough, any rough sort of uh, like thicker grass or anything, it's going to be a challenge to get off the ground. Um, but you could always hand launch it, then land it on the wheels, I suppose. But it, um, yeah, it's for me. To, to to have an aeroplane if i was to start i would start with a big balsa model my first aeroplane would be a big balsa model <laughs> and that's how i started like for instance the seagull make the boomerang which is an amazing trainer it's um you know you can set it up with a nose wheel or a tail dragger and it is big you can visually see it you do need the space to fly it but to have that uh aeroplane which would penetrate the air a lot better visually you can see it it um, has, um, yeah, it's it, not as squirrely as the smaller planes, as, as that's a term that we use. Um, so easier for you to fly. So I yeah. would go with a, a bigger balsa plane before I would go with like a jet or something like that because... Oh, no, 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 no. So he's talking third airplane. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, reading, no, reading is, is I'm kind of limited to UMEX size. I live in a big city and I fly at parks. So... You could get away, and and this is like the the aircraft we're starting to talk about now, the Tundra. Um, you could get away with a with a decent high wing tail dragger uh, in a park, you know, because you're not going to be going Mach yeah. two or anything like that. And you can work on your landings and stuff like this. So, and it's still you got the short takeoff and landings capabilities. So you 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 honestly could progress from your t- your to your uh, your your timber UMX very easily. So. Yeah, you could. Yeah, easily, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, so. we got a bit off. <laughs> so let's get back to where we were. Where we that. were, we so were the, on this this beastie that came out recently. 
So Hobby King re-released the Durafly Tundra version two, and I I immediately went, wow, okay, and dove into the specs, and I was kind of like, oh, this is not really like a version two, and I made the statement very quickly in my uh, in my social media. I'm like, mm, sorry, you know what? It's a fantastic airplane, but it hasn't kept up with the times, has it? No, nah, well, we we finished the version two. Um, or nearly had it done, and Ian finished it off when when we were both when he was still at Hobby King. So you had changes, as in the um, uh, what are they called on the the on, on the top of the wing? Can't think of what they're called the, now. The, the vortex um, generators. The vortex generators. Sorry, and um, and so that that was done similar vein to the uh, Grand Tundra, and we had some changes in the color scheme. We had some changes with the power setup. It was going to be able to be run on 4S straight out of the bat, and now I don't, I don't think that's happened. That propeller needs to be changed. That propeller is, although it's a, a carbon propeller, we I always found it to be very weak and brittle. I always found it to be, um, it doesn't supply the right amount of power that you need. You could easily put an APC-style propeller on there and get better power out of that plane straight away, and you would get it instant. And you wouldn't have that much amp draw either. Like it's So the propeller was okay, but it was a, a little bit of a novelty more than anything, to be honest, with the carbon prop. So we were looking at that. We are looking, yeah, I mean, like if you chuck on a uh, the same size prop in an APC, it's you'll, you'll get better performance out of the airplane without without doing anything else. It's, it's amazing the change you can get. Um, and if you hit a little rock or hit anything with that propeller, it shatters. It breaks Crazy. away the tips. So, yeah, the, the carbon, it's a great idea. It looked cool and everything else. And it was at the time, like you said, at the time when the Tundra is, I mean, the Tundra's been out for three years. Four years, I think. Three odd, three or four, so, something like that. I so, mean, so it's 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 part of that. It's part of that. I mean, and we can't bag the Tundra. The Tundra is is the it, it is the best style airplane ever designed. It is the best. It is the market leader, and all the other competitors out there have tried to do the same and tried to compete in that space. Like the Kingfisher and the Timber and all of those have tried to beat. And be better than the tundra and they haven't done it yet the only reason why they haven't done it or the only reason why they have done it i should say is because of that time yeah so when it was released it was cutting it was the best at the time but now we've seen technologies expand and grow and different techniques but the only reason why these other airplanes are better is because they've learned off the tundra so the tundra is and will always be hobby king's best airplane other than the big slot but the um the, the tundra itself the color scheme we were we were going to update the update the color scheme because that looked a little bit aged as well and and we, we you know there was a few other things in there that we were going to do we did the the wing connectors were one so that, that yeah. was one thing that needs to be updated and that was done earlier that was done a while ago um so only anything really new is 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 the vortex generators and i uh, uh, i mean correct me if i'm wrong but it um I don't really see that many changes, we, but there were a lot of changes done. Ian ticked off a lot of changes to get done after I left, and he was like, yeah, the new Tundra's going to come out. And I was like, cool, okay, the new Tundra's going to come out. And we had some awesome colour skins. You know, we trialled pinks and we trialled yellows and we trialled all these other cool colours, and there were some really, really cool colour schemes to come out. And it's come out in a, you know, same, I don't particularly, I'm not a fan of the colours. colour scheme. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Well, so I, mean, I don't. The orange is nice. I don't care about the purple. 
or the or the white yeah. and blue. No, the, but... the purple. The purple was one of the lowest selling color schemes out of all of them. Yeah. The black and the or the grey and the orange was the, was the number one after the green and the silver. Mm-hmm. So you had, um, you, yeah. So I don't, I don't understand why they brought that. But anyway, it's it's not my problem. It's uh, an awesome airplane. I'm sure that if it's priced right, it'll sell right in the community because it's got a name, the Tundra. So hopefully, I mean, like at the end of the day, hopefully, Hobby King can get out of whatever they're doing at the moment and can resurface again and come out as as they once were. It'd be great for the industry. Great for them and great for the hobby because at the end of the day, Hobby King brought everyone, like they basically brought everyone, like other companies and made them honest in the in the hobby. And yeah, sure, they were seen as the big gorilla and they came in and, you know, roughed everyone up and, you know, they shut down hobby shops left, right and centre and everyone hated them. But at the end of the day, they brought heaps of people into the hobby. So hopefully, so we'll get onto that later, but hopefully Hobby King can build themselves back up to where they were or something like that. I have no idea. I, I I speak to Ian and Simon once in a while, and um, uh, we we sort of touch base and, and you know say good day. But we don't really talk about the hobby itself. We talk about our lives in general. So yeah, we we still. So if there if there was a question there, we still keep in contact and we still chat, um, which is good. Which which is good. You know, we form those friendships and bonds and stuff like that over the years, and it's good that we still have them. So that oh, we went from one to another, then didn't we? We went yeah, from kind of like you're all over the map on me, but that's okay. So <laughs> going, <laughs> keep up. I'll rein you up, in, man. I'll rein you in. So so going back to the tundra. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So the V one point one, one point one, one point three quarters. That's what we called it when we were on uh, when we we're on social media. So so what would you have done? Well, you said the four S system. So I, and and that was something I, I jumped on right away. It's like look, uh, and even. I swapped out my standard ESC for the reversing ESC, and unless the thing is on floats all the time, it is pointless. You need an extra channel on your radio. I mean, it's yeah. kind of cool to back up and drive around. I, I, 4S, I, 4S is the new 3S. Yes, very much so. And even 6S is only a little bit behind. Fine. Yeah, you know, like guys will get on there and say, oh, I've just got to, I'll, I'll use the, um, uh, the Texan from um, E-Flight, as an example, that thing flies perfect on 3S. Perfect on 3S. You put 4S in it, things like a Star Wars X-Wing fighter, it's that fast. It looks ridiculous. It looks so out of scale. Yeah. But on 3S, it's perfect. But who flies it on 3S? No one. Yeah. No, I haven't seen anyone fly it on 3S. And yet, it is perfect on 3S. Um, another aeroplane would be the, the Mule. Flies perfect all day on 3S, but guys chuck 4S in it and they want to fly it on 4S because it's got more power and they're Jeremy Clarkson in the air. I know. So the Tundra. Mine on 3S, actually. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The, the Tundra, I've, I've had a Tundra on 6S, a lot of fun. <laughs> and 4S, you know, it, it was the first thing I did with every Tundra, is, and guys at my club would be like, what's that? And I go, it's just a stock Tundra. It's just a new one from Hobby King. And they were like, man, that thing's a beast. And it's like, yeah, it's on 4S. You're like, of course, it's going to be a beast. So all these guys thought that I was flying on 3S and out climbing them. You know, like the climb rate was ridiculous. And I just put a 50-amp speed controller in it and threw it on 4S. It was just... Well, because the motor could it, take it. Did you down prop? No, no, no. Just, you know... And, and fly it like I stole it. Like it was, an, uh, I flew the, you know, the crap out of it. It was, uh, an, and it could handle it. And so, 
sitting above me right now, man, is number one. The first one in the, that we brought yeah. into the North America. It is uh, it's starting to show its age, but the biggest thing I learned right away was don't take the wings off. Put the wings on. Leave that them still, on. That's the first one. Is that still the same? Is that the same one that you you did with um, Bick, uh, Josh Bickler? Yeah. The, on, on yeah. The yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. And uh, it's uh, it's still so. surviving. The only change I made, uh, I've I've I'm, I'm on I'm on to prop number two. The first prop I chipped, but I was doing touch and goes off a off a cricket uh, uh, little strip, and I hit <laughs> the end of it and chipped a prop, and it's sitting on the end of my bench as a as a trophy. Um, so, uh, yeah. I, I'll have to try the APC at the same time, size, like, just to see what it does. But, uh, I've got yeah, you'll, you'll definitely notice it. like it's, uh, it'll, it'll instantly give it like, it's like having a little bit of uh, a nitrous to the, to, to the plane. It instantly gives it more power and, and more, it just has a better, um, it, it bites the air better. If that makes sense. Like the pitch is better than the carbon. I think it's the thickness of the propeller or the. It, it it definitely has an impact and changes the way that it flies. So you'll you'll notice it. Well, fascinating. for sure. Fascinating thing to know. So, so let's, let's, there we go. Let's go back to the version one. Well, we'll go back again. So we'll go back to. So yeah, that the changes that we had were obviously those vortex generators. We also had an idea to change and and do a a plug-in wing that would work with the existing plug-ins that are there, the the, the plugs themselves, and to turn into a night flyer. So you would have to run a set of lights down the fuselage and it will come as a kit so you would have the wings as a plug-in as an optional extra plus the lights to go through the center so we worked on that but that hasn't worked because that plug won't support the 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 lights to go through because i looked the other day so i don't know what's happening with the night flyer maybe that's going to be a later and i've spoiled it for hobby king but oh well so that that was one thing that we um that, that we worked on was was to turn the the tundra into a night flyer because that would be a perfect night flying airplane and another thing there, Hobby King missed the boat with the night flying there because everyone started to bring out night flying aircraft after that. Like we had Flex Innovations with their big Cessna and I think it was the Cessna had the night flying set yep. and the, the RV-8 came as a night flyer and, and you know, we had a night flyer in, in other people's aircraft that we released as our own. And then we had the Walrus, which we had as a night flyer, which was very successful. And then um, I suppose E-Flight would have brought out their night flying radiant yeah and, and so the there's still I, yeah 100 percent. i i think that there's and that pawnee at night when the whole thing lights up man that is the best night flying airplane i've ever seen and we had an event for hobby king in south australia um so that's the southern part of australia one of the states down there and um we had guys with really bright torches shining on 100 cc airplanes to fly them at night and all this other stuff. And then this little tiny, like this uh, Pawnee come flying past. It was the best out of all of them to see, yeah. to fly. It just it was like, wow. And I remember talking to Ian that time and just said, Ian, that's what we have to do to the Tundra. And he's just like, yeah, we do. That is awesome. And so we were working on that, but that obviously was supposed to come out in the version two or should have come out in the version two. So that, a new color scheme, some fixes to the landing gear, um, there are always issues with those little screws that went in. The wing bolts, I think that they've been fixed. I think they actually put brass yeah. Yeah. rather than so that's been but done. But that was that was on the update that was done do. previously, right? That was that was the revision, the previous revision to this. Yes, but, but basically, it's a it's it's a version one point two. <laughs> yep. So yeah, and 
But obviously that colour scheme looked cool back in like, you know, five years ago, four years ago. Now that colour scheme is looking dated. It um, it needed a new something something new done to it. The colours or even the design itself to go away from that look. And unfortunately, you know, I'm sure if the price is right, they're going to sell it, which is fine because yeah. the Tundra came out of stock, came back into stock, went out of stock again. So if they've got a new one, they're going to have stock at the price right. They should sell them and everything's going to be good because the Tundra's got that positive name to it. And it's not a bad aeroplane. Let's not write this off as, no. A, no, a, this, as a crap this, aeroplane. That, that, no. That's one thing that I need to say. I'm not saying that don't buy this aeroplane because it's all I'm saying is is the opportunity to have a new Tundra and or just to call it Tundra with an upgrade. It's um, it's basically a Tundra with an upgrade, but the Tundra is still a fantastic aeroplane. Still holds its own against its competitors. It um, it still does everything you need it to do. It still comes with the floats in the box, which is something the other competitors so like sometimes they they supply with them without. So they're an optional extra. So it still comes with a spare propeller. It still comes with you know ball link controls. It still has mm. you know, and that's another thing that we were going to upgrade was. Yeah, it's still got the flaps that, that work perfectly, those those big massive barn door flaps that just so I mean it's it, it is a I wouldn't say it's your num it's your first aeroplane, but it's definitely your second, third aeroplane. Yes. And it's and 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 you can say and you can look up and see that one that you've had for years and still in, in this in, in decent flying condition. And yet it's been flown a lot and Yep. You know, I've been through so Bit of a shame that they missed the boat. I think personally, I think we, could, they, they, you know, they could have done more. But and yeah, I think if you're going to bring out a version two, bring out a version two. Don't don't try and polish it to make it what it's not. And it's a bit of a shame. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I will. I'm going to point out too. You can get the ARF kit, which is kind of cool, uh, nice. So if you've got a tired airframe, you can at least do a port over from yeah. your, from your old airframe. Well, this is kind of a nice thing to have. So. Um, yeah. And that, that was the whole, when, when we did those ARFs, I remember when they were released, and that was the whole idea of it, was that you had guys with tired airframes and that needed to, you know, it was it was a good opportunity to swap out your parts or make one that you wanted to, like I did a 6S version of one, it, we never went to film, but we had it in the office flying around and it was stupid fast, it was like ridiculous, it had like a, you know, but you don't need that with a Tundra, like you don't need a... You know, 3S is perfect. You know, you get a nice 2700 in there, fits perfect, flies for about, you know, eight minutes. <laughs> if it was an e-flight plane, it could fly for 21 minutes. <laughs> that was fantastic. I loved that video. That, that still cracks me up. So they basically said, so we'll just jump over that. When they brought the Havoc out, do you remember that? And they said, this airplane, it's a 80 mil, 90 mil jet, whatever it was, the Havoc, 80 mil. Okay, And then gotcha. they said, here we go, it flies flies for 21 minutes and then everyone was like it's an edf like we all know it's going to fly for three and a half minutes four minutes we all know that's but we know this is the technology at the time and then they went and made a video to prove that they could fly for 21 minutes so they just got it up to altitude and turned it off and just glided for 21 minutes it was like yeah, anyone can do that with an 8,000 milliamp battery like come on guys <laughs> you don't just just pull back on it and say look it was five minutes we knew <laughs> 
Because let's face it, after about four minutes of flying an EDF flat out, you've done everything you need to do. Yeah. You've gone and done every airshow pass you wanted to do. You've, you've, it's time to land and so you don't crash it, so you don't get fatigued. So it's after six minutes, you're going to put that thing into the deck because it's just going to be, you're going to do something, something ridiculous. It's like when I saw that, when I saw that ad, I was straight away thinking about the um, eight minute abs. Do you remember from um, something about Mary? I think the movie is where he's like, I got the seven minute abs, and the guy goes, No, 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 I'm, I got this. No, that's right. They advertise the eight minute abs, and then he was like, No, 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 man, I got the seven minute abs. <laughs> it's just, oh, sorry, I just sidetracked massively, but oh no, I'll end up with the giggles now. But anyway, no, it's um, yeah, it was, it was a very funny campaign they did, and I was kind of surprised that they just kept, you know. It's 21 minutes and everyone was like, we know it's not. Like, stop. Like, But anyway, well, let's move back to where we were. Let's, let's, so what's next after what's, the Tundra? What's next after the Tundra? Well, okay, so we're done with the Tundra. We've talked about the uh, a little bit about the Flex. Uh, we've discussed a little bit about the A-10. What was really interesting, and I'm going to bring this up. I don't know if the audio is going to port through. Uh, let's do this. We'll do this. Uh, uh I Bill, this. Bill Decker, Bill Decker, Bill Decker just said that the uh, biplane conversion of the Grand Tundra that he saw it, it would have been at, at the last Hobby King event, which was a, a great friend of the the club and one of our committee members, Daryl, who built that out of a couple of crash tundras, Grand Tundras, I should say. When Toby saw it, Toby said, because we always talked about building the double on tundra, um, <laughs> that's what it's going to be called, and. Um, we thought, yeah, Toby saw it, and it always, you know, we always said, let's build a biplane tundra, let's do this, and he was always like, nah, nah. Then he saw it at PMAC, and he was like, we need to build this. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> that was very, very funny. Um, so this one caught us off guard. Edward Rain dropped this on me the other day, and he says, did you know FMS is building a a, 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 a scaled, a one-sixth yeah, uh, yeah. cheap? You, and, uh, you, so it's you dropped it on me. You were uh, like, "Check this going, out," and I'm thinking, "Like, Jeep, what?" Well, this is it. This is so. This is this is part of our our strange, brave new world. Here, is this going to work for me? Hold on, I have to refresh this thing. So this came out, uh, and it's 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 rather interesting. So it's a it's a Willys, right? Uh, and click, yeah. um, and so woo, loud. That was loud. Okay. Uh, but one six scale. So this is a big. This is a big RC car. Um, apparently, it's going to come out in April first. Uh, world premiere from FMS. So we'll wait around and see, and uh, just see where what it comes out to. It looks great. One uh, six has got to be a four S or six S vehicle, I would assume. Um, but the details look really nice. Uh, and like you said, so is it kind of like a? Yeah, is it like a rock crawler sort of setup, uh, or I, is it? Like with that, I'm gonna say possibly a rock crawler, but uh, we don't know yet. But it's it, you know, it's got the classic look, the green. It's got tons of detail on it, from what I could tell from the video. Um, I will put the link in the show notes for everybody to go see it on. It is on their uh, Facebook page, uh, FMS model on their Facebook page. That's the only spot I've been able to find any kind of details. So it is a rock hobby, uh, which is kind of like you know we're starting to see. Um, our big suppliers will go back to motion and we'll talk about them after. Everybody's kind of 
diversifying their their portfolios i'm gonna say you know and it makes sense because look at the situation we're in right now the majority of us cannot go to our flying fields because we're all quarantined and everything and and uh, or or like your field my field is shut down parks are going to be shut down and stuff like this so who knows so uh, i've been i saw this my trucks and everything uh you you said me the other day like you know FMS has got a Jeep, and I'm like, oh, what? Uh-huh. What's that? What type of aeroplane's a Jeep? I'm like, so I just went and had a look, and there it was, and I was just like, I sent you a message straight back saying, that's my new follow me car. I'm going to paint that up as a, uh, it definitely is, so, and just drive around in front of aeroplanes at the club. That'd be hilarious. It looks really, really cool. Uh, it, it's I'm, really um, sharp. I'm actually, yeah. uh, right now, yeah, yeah, posting really, this really. to the uh, RC After Hours Facebook page so everybody can see it, but... Who knows what it's going to cost? One sixth. I'm going to say it's going to be in the couple hundred dollar range. But boy, does it look nice! And and like I said, uh, um, the the trucks, the truck hobbies has, has kind of surprised me over the last couple of years because it's it's one of those things that if you're if anybody has a kid like I do who uh, who's very reluctant to fly, uh, you know, even when I put them on the uh, the sticks and everything and yeah, all the rules. Yeah. Uh, definitely going to be, uh, Martin thinks it's going to be a, uh, a giant rock crawler. So who knows about the clearance? Okay. But it looks phenomenal. It looks great. And it's just, it's interesting to see the market change. Um, so we'll see, buddy. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I, I was saying to you, like, I haven't flown for a while, but some of the RC stuff I've done is like a, a V8 supercar, which is an Australian version of like an NASCAR sort of thing that they actually go around left and right corners it um <laughs> and my son's got one of them and we had one of them in the driveway and then i had a i'm building a volkswagen beetle so that's just going to be a like it's uh, to me a beetle mm-hmm. um just so i can yeah just so i can have a bit of fun inside the house and go sliding around the floorboards and um yeah and then obviously mavic i've been flying the mavic a little bit so it's yes and, and just so that's you know, I go up and have a look around my neighbourhood and annoy my neighbours. And um, someone had a lost dog, so I went out with the Mavic and tried to find their lost dog, and we found it. So that was pretty cool. There you go. So we, the Mavic was used for it. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, but, yeah, this Jeep, very interesting in left field and surprised me, and I was just like, wow, that that's, that's pretty cool. Those scale sort of vehicles for years hadn't really sold well i suppose you could say like when you have a look at scale compared to sports aircraft mm-hmm. sports aircraft have always sold you know tenfold or a lot more than than a, a scale airplane and then we'll flick on to motion rc they've just brought out some scale like boats and bits and pieces which, which looks pretty cool like i just want to know if they're going to do a uh, one two hundred scale hood because that was you know <laughs> other than being blown up by the Bismarck. It, it was one of the best looking ships ever made. So a one two hundred scale hood, if you're listening. Alpha, get me one. I'll be your first customer. Um, but you know, the Missouri and the and I, I think there was a few others that they brought out in regards to well, the Bismarck, I saw that one as well. And, yep. and that was something that when when we were looking at building a hovercraft, Ian said like we need to do you know, some of the guys are like, we need to do a sport chassis and, and uh, uh, like a cover. And Ian and myself were like, nah, we need to do like one of those big, funky Russian hovercrafts, you know, those big, massive things. And as a scale, and, and yeah, it was always, nah, we'll go with the sports. And I think they eventually brought out a scale sort of thing, but it, it floundered. I don't think it, it floated as well as what they thought. 
but these things look pretty cool. I mean, I don't know what they're priced at. I haven't even had a look yet. Well, I, right it, now um, I've got up on the on the on the screen. I've, I've, we've got, and I'll throw the show the links in the show links so you can go look. But the, here's a one sixteen scale uh, landing craft. This thing is huge, but they've got a tank. Oh yeah. So you go get your one sixteen scale. You know, you go drive around and uh, just, you know, the 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 hobby can be anything you want, eh? Look at that. That's just, yeah. Well, that's that is pretty cool. And we, we had Alpha on um, the previous podcast, and apparently, you know, he, he was saying he'd been a boat guy for the longest time. Uh, <laughs> Bill Decker yeah. says, Titanic for sure will make it. We'll, 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 do, a, we'll do a scale <laughs> iceberg as well. Great. Uh, well, I don't think. I don't think um, cruise ships would be very popular this time of the, Ooh, in this no, current climate. No. <laughs> no. But there's no. your Bismarck. <laughs> so one 200 scale on the, on the big battleships. Uh, uh, yeah, the Missouri. Okay. So they all seem to be off. Uh, they got the PT. So they got a patrol boat, which is 1,000 millimeters. So that's a 124 scale. So that's pretty cool. Uh, your little um, your island uh, Coast Guard ship. So... You know, a bunch of variety of it. So boats are fun. Yeah. Boats are fun. If you've got the right spot to do them uh, and move around and everything, $640 for that boy. $39, sorry. Wow. That is, that's pretty damn cool, actually. Yeah, that's, um, but I suppose US dollars, Australian dollars, it's, it's going to knock a lot of people out of the market in regards to cost there because in Australia, the Australian dollar is very weak at the moment. Oh, yeah. And, um, so, yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's, um, but that's, I mean, if you want something that's going to work and, and function well, then you have to pay for it. That's just, that's how it is. It's like you, you buy a, a new rifle, you have to pay good money if you want to go and shoot, you know, something straight. How it is, <laughs> but that's the same. It's like, like, and I'll go back to the monkey bike. Like the monkey bike in Australia is six thousand six hundred dollars, which is very comparable to Canadian money at the moment. Which is expensive for a one two five cc toy. Like it's a toy. The only time you ride it is if you want to look like a clown. Like it's the only time. It's it's fun. It puts a smile on your face. But in comparison to other bikes in its in its class, they're around about half the price. They do exactly the same function. They do exactly the same thing. They got exactly the same features, but they're not as cool as the monkey bike. So you're going to pay that premium price, I suppose. And that's like the HMS hood when they bring it out, because they will now that I've said, you know, we need a HMS hood. So, you know, I mean, you know, that we all know the Missouri is nice. It looks good. They signed the uh, the end of the war on the back of that thing. So I mean, it's got some history there, but it's not the hood. <laughs> Where's my hood? And an aircraft carrier. How come they haven't brought out an oh. aircraft carrier? Well, you know, an aircraft carrier would almost be easy to do, right? Because it's just going to be a plank top and everything. But uh, I guess you'd need you all the maneuvering clusters. Yeah. Yeah, but you think there'd be a, a transition there for airplane guys to go to aircraft carriers? <laughs> like something like the USS Hornet with all the B-25s on it, going to go back and, you know, like get their revenge on Tokyo. Awesome. <laughs> Let's do that. Come on. Where's my... <laughs> where's your aircraft carrier? Where's, where's my... Uh... Oh, that yeah, would that's be fun. It. That would be fun. That would be fun. But, um, I mean, it's it's all, you know, depending upon how popular these are, then how popular they, you know, then, then that category will only expand. So we have to support it. So, guys, buy your Bismarck and buy your, you know, your, your Missouri so they're not going to have my hood. 
There you go. Well, it's it's and this is stuff that 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 Alpha said. Like like they 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 were finding their products and everything, and then they let the market. They kind of they they they'll put out you know put a toe in the water, dip a toe in the water, and just kind of uh, yeah. Uh, well, and 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 you, you have to. Delta Dark just said you Nimitz. The Nimitz is coming. Oh dear. Oh dear. Um. And, and yeah, and I guess they they're gauging their market share. And if um, what was that? What was that? Um. What was that movie where the Nimitz went back in time? Was it the Nimitz that the, went back in time? The final countdown. And, <laughs> and then they had like the zeros against the Tomcats. What a yes, great movie that, that is. That was Fantastic. so awesome. Yeah, that, it was, that the, was the best. Yeah, it was so, <laughs> so 80s too when the There's whole a, lightning bolts and stuff and the ships just floating through. Everybody on I might the, go watch that now. Oh, yeah. There you go. Good, good thing to watch while we're all stuck at home, right? Come on, Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got, yeah, that's that's one thing. That's one complaint I'm going to make it to Netflix if you're listening is, uh, <laughs> is uh, the war movies. There's not enough war movies on Netflix. It's Why? all, there's too much politically, there's too much political correctness. There's not enough war movies, there's enough death. There's no, come on, we need to watch some of these war movies. <laughs> they need to be rolling out some content. Um, because it's like you sit there and I, I, I've stopped. I've given up. I've actually, sorry, today, the best thing I got today was one of my friends. He came back. He says, Andre, I'm jealous of your DVD and Blu-ray collection because, you know, like everybody's saying their bandwidth is struggling and everything. And, and I'm there and I just drop a movie into the player and go, right? So it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I've, had, online I've moved stuff. about 38 times. Sorry, so I've moved about, you know, five times in the last five minutes. And um, so all my stuff's in boxes and everything, and I'm like, where's that box with the DVDs in it? It's got to be here somewhere. Because you just don't use it. But it's just like, no, I need to I need to find some of those old movies that, that just aren't available anymore. That's like it. I watch Blazing Saddles. Oh, no, no, Saddles, no, no. One of, the funniest, <laughs> one of the dumbest, funniest movies I've ever seen. And, and I hadn't seen it for years, and I thought, I'm just going to watch it and just relive the good times. And um, when I watched it, I was like, I actually, you realize how much they're actually teasing the white man rather than the other way around and everyone thinks it's this you know like racist movie but it's not it is actually hilarious it is so funny so everyone go back and watch blazing saddles again and i guarantee that you will find it funnier than what you ever did it is considering that we're not allowed to say those jokes anymore and 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 a lot of the stuff we talk about we just don't say anymore but now like it's it's you know you buy yourself self distance and self-isolate and go and watch blazing saddles hilarious there you go all right, so on the hobby, <laughs> on the hobby end of it, um, everybody's uh, everybody, yes, everybody's commenting on the whole blazing saddle bit now. So on the hobby end of it, so <laughs> we know you've gotten quite the extensive aircraft. We know you've been selling off stuff little by little. Last time you were on, so do yeah. you have any? Do you have any kits yeah. that you and your dad are working on right now? Yeah, yeah, I've still got the Tiger Moth, which has been in in. Yeah, so I've got a, a two-meter Tiger Moth. It was originally made by Green's Models, and the whole thing's been rebuilt. Um, that's been sort of on my dad's workbench for possibly two years, and we're nearly finished doing that. But now that this whole thing's coming, I can't see my mum my and dad at all because mum's got heart and lung conditions, so yep. I can't go and risk it. And plus, Bron, my partner, she's um, actually runs the ward at our local hospital, and it's a, the coronavirus ward. So she's um so I'm at high risk of getting this crazy virus, um so I've distanced myself from my mum and dad, which is you know a bit of a shame because you know it was 
it's family and you want to see them. But unfortunately, that's just the virus. That's how it is. So let's move on from that. Yep. Um, so, yeah. But in the garage, I've got two free-wing Skyhawks. I've got a, um, a Vanti, which I'm rebuilding. Um, I don't like the colour scheme. That The dark colour scheme needs to be something cool. So we're, we're doing that. And that, that'll be featured later on. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, so the two, I've got a free-wing uh, 90mm Venom, the 80mm uh, MiG-21, which is getting rebuilt and repainted. Um, I've got an Avios Spitfire, which I'm rebuilding mm. and fixing. There's um, one I, ha- there's I've one got I never got my seven. hands on. I need to get that plane. Um, what, a, what can I say about that plane? It's over-engineered. There's too much going on. It doesn't need to be... It doesn't need all these features. Just make an aeroplane. Like, I've got both the Freewing and the Avios um, 1600 and 1450 comparably next to each other. And the and I've said this before, that the Avios one, the scale is probably better, but the 1600mm Freewing one flies better if you want to just get one out of the box and go and fly it. So there's too much intricate little bits and pieces you have to get right yeah. in the Avios one, which yeah. is actually a bit of a pain. Like, it's all nice to have the hidden control surfaces, and it's all nice to have a cockpit that slides back and opens, but don't really need it. It's like, I'd rather have a pilot in there. Weight? Yeah, it's it's not more weight, because it's only really light plastic. But the plastic over time can become fragile when it's moved backwards and forwards. It's just an ABS plastic. Um, but the scale details and the little bits and pieces on the Avios stuff are fantastic. And, you know, Tom Hunt and Stu back in the day did a top job to design that aeroplane to bring it out. And then we had the delays and everything else. And then you had QC issues later on, which really affected its performance, yeah. which is a shame because it's, you know, you know, for its design, like that thing straight out of the box, that aeroplane, the wing and everything is just amazing how it flies. It is so, it flies so well when it flies. It is just beautiful. And actually, for an, and for a Spitfire, uh, you know, tragic when you see that aeroplane fly around. I remember the, the first time I saw Stuart fly it was with the original white one, <coughs> excuse me, without the paint. And when it flew, you know, you had like shivers because it was like a Spitfire. The scale representation of the aeroplane was like spot on. And, um, but yeah, but then you see the Freewing one fly and you see it, you know, the, the big Hangar 9, uh, 78 inch or whatever it was, the big one they brought out. You know, it might miss a few scale bits and pieces here, but once it's in the air and flying and it's 100 feet away and it's doing 80 miles an hour, it's perfect. It's just, you know, so, yeah, the Avios one, so that's getting worked on as well. Um, I've got a two-metre decathlon, which is getting built, and a 1.7-metre Hangar 9 P47, which is just there. Nice. Which is... um, yeah, so they're, they're the ones that are currently working on. There's probably around about another 20 that are in different stages because I kind of went a little bit nuts at one stage. So I know I've got like a Black Horse Heinkel. I know I've got um, the FMS Zero, which I was rebuilding and having fun with. Um, no, I don't know. The list is massive. but And I went through that whole jet phase so i had no i went you know like say the avios mig 17 yeah the mig 21 yeah the skyhawks which i'm going to paint one up australia and one new zealand because i can 
thanks Kelly Graphics did a great job with the with the stickers amazing hey, job hey how there. much was the shipping and um, yeah, well, I, I can't remember actually but it wasn't too bad I mean it's no. it's you know reasonably you know for the set of decals and everything else I mean it's you know, if you want, like, and we spoke about this before, if you want the good quality stuff, you've got to pay that premium price. And I don't mind paying that little bit extra for a model. I don't care. It's, um, um, uh, what else is there? Uh, the T28, the big two meter T28 mm -hmm. is getting that. That's next on the list to get pulled apart and get fixed and, and get sorted. Um, what have I sold recently? God, uh, Avios Albatross. Um. Yeah, it's one of those things. I don't. You just sometimes you just need to let things go. Well, it's funny because um, I, I'm at that point now where it's like uh, you know after I brought home the uh, the Waco, uh, my 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 uh, wife was like, okay, for every new airplane that comes in, you got to get rid of two or three. So I'm like, I'm 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 on the edge of almost buying something with a gas engine in it. So I'm like, ooh, I got to get rid of a couple of airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I, and then um, um, you know, a seventy-eight inch Mustang sold that. A seventy-two inch um, P forty sold that. Mm. Um, uh, I've got probably another twenty which I need to sell, and they're just the tip. I've probably sold a few more over there, but I just don't remember which ones. Um, Dad's probably got them listed. At the moment, they're all stacked up in, in my dad's garage and, and second room, and he loves it. He thinks it's amazing. Not. Um, but obviously, I can't go and see him now, so he's probably just going to sell them. So look out eBay. They're probably on eBay under Barry. So just be it. Yeah, Dad, if you're listening, don't sell them. Don't sell they're them. They're not yours. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> um, so, so then here, here's a really interesting. Now, okay, obviously we can't fly right now, but have you you've listed off a whole variety and you've talked about going through these phases where you know you were hot into your jets and i'm i'm the same deal i was like last year i was finally just yep. making progress on those jets and then my fall fell apart um do you find yourself going back to more simpler planes you know lighter weight no crazy retracts, no crazy features, and then they just work so you can get out, fly, and enjoy the experience versus chasing the mechanicals? Yes and no. <laughs> um, I've, I, I ended up with a top model or top RC model. It's like a low-wing trainer thing, and I, that was the last thing I flew and loved it you know it was a, a cool plane which is just a, a little foamy and had a lot of fun with it just to just to fly it um i did put a reversing ASC in it because i did want to reverse when i landed because it was fun but um yeah I, I generally i think having the exposure to a lot of like um you know big stuff over the years and to fly some of that big stuff i'm still there like i still prefer to have like a two meter balsa plane rather than a smaller uh, but then you've got to cart it around and you've got to, you know, you have bigger batteries and you've got to, you know, and and the cost of everything, you know, it, it's as a consumer now, the cost of everything goes up and, you know, you've got to pay for batteries and I didn't know batteries were so expensive. Oh, don't I went start. to buy a couple the other day and I was like, I was like, <gasps> what? Yeah, what? yeah. What? I'm going to. So yeah. I'm like, if anyone wants to um, sponsor me some batteries, that'd be great. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, did I answer your question? I'm no. happy to fly, a, you know, a, 
Sorry. <laughs> no, but to answer, answer question. your question, when it comes to <laughs> is um, I, I'd, I'd fly anything, anything at all. And as an aeroplane and as an aeroplane enthusiast, it doesn't matter. And I think this goes back to being a child. It doesn't matter if a Cessna flies over or a, a fighter jet or an F-18 flies over. I'm still interested. I still look up. I still look at it. So as far as aeroplanes, as far as aircraft, if anything at all that flies, I'm happy to fly it. You know, you know, RC wise, I don't care if it's a, you know, indoor tiny little thing with a rubber band. Still happy to throw it around. Or if it's a, you know, a two and a half meter, you know, two hundred cc aeroplane. Who cares? It's it's everything in between. Uh, I, and I still enjoy when I go to the field. I might I go to my club and fly. I'll go there and talk. And and it because it used to be that social outlet for me. Um, I would go and talk and we would go and hang out and I would look at other you know people fly their aircraft or I might give my hand to set it up or and that would be more of an interest for me than flying aircraft so to say that I've exited the hobby the hobby a little bit isn't true because I'm still there doing stuff but it's just not the same capacity but it's I'm still enjoying it I still get to see these new aircraft flying around I still think yeah I'm gonna get one of them <laughs> so it's um it's 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 interesting and and I, I can echo I can echo the statement on that because I go in flying waves where it's just I, it's like okay let's, let's go and someone someone was uh, you know accusing me the other day of not being as passionate about flying and so I'm just as passionate but I'm also realizing some days where Andre needs to sleep in Andre needs to recover yeah. from 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 the week he's had kind of thing right it's not that I don't want to do stuff it's just yeah. I'm super aware of what I need to do to make sure I survive for the next day um and I'm still passionate. I still, you know, I get a ton of stuff. I mean, I, I, I bought a Sukhoi that I, the jet that I knew I wasn't going to have to fly in the fall or winter because, you know, we're snow for six months. So that'll be coming out as soon as we're allowed saw, to go um, out. I saw that one of the guys at my club, Dirk, top bloke, he was flying a uh, the SU-30 the other week. And I heard that he, uh, I didn't see it, but you told me all about it, that he was a bit nose heavy on takeoff. He had the battery a bit too far forward. Oh, yeah? Just made the boundary fence. Just got the wheels up in time. Flew a few circuits with a, with a nose-heavy plane and then come into land and the gear didn't come down. So the gear malfunctioned. So he had to barely land on his first landing. And then when he got the airplane off the ground, he flicked the switch, the undercarriage came down. He was like, really? But <laughs> so a little bit of damage in the second flight. It's got the plastic under tray, though, so it's not too, too bad. But, yeah. Yeah, it's. Um, I think he's. You know, he his pride was scraped more than the aeroplane, but that's okay. It's, it's. You know, he, he's a good. He's a good flyer, and then for that to happen is very disappointing. So he. Um, then he went on to fly another plane, and yeah, it's a. He's. I think he was successful with that one, but I know the SU thirty. He said it was a little bit underpowered for a big plane to what it is, but I think that's just. That's the nature of the beast when you've got an airplane that size. No flaps. Um, you need to. Yeah, but you need to understand that it's got, you know, and we fly off grass as well, so mm, you've got to try and, out. you know, yeah. break that friction to take off. Yeah. So, but it's it's like a big air aeroplane. Like, you need, you need to fly it and you have to use its energy to get speed and you have to understand that it's going to wipe off a lot of speed when you cut power and that sort of stuff. So, it's probably not your first EDF. It's probably your fourth or fifth or eighth. So, <laughs> Yeah. Def definitely, yep. you know, fly an Avanti or an FMS Avanti or something like that and then just get your thumbs in and then, you know, understand that you need to use the power 
and you need to use the weight in favour of flying it. So you just need to, um, yeah, watch that one, Andre, when you fly. <laughs> well, I can tell you um, the the flex the the that jet is the same way where it's just it's such a delayed takeoff yeah. and even the a10 can be a little bit like that too and so you're, you're kind of like come yeah, on yeah. come on come on and and so every time i take off i'm backing up another six feet just to give the aircraft a little bit but yeah and then you got to know when you're coming in for landing you can't yeah there's certain um and let's see so this year I've got to fly the A-10 again after I, I got to fix the landing gear. I need to fly. I want to fly my flex jet a little yeah. bit more because I want to change the programming up and get into that a uh, little bit more fun stuff. Um, and I've got better batteries yeah, this yeah. year too with a little bit more power. Uh, there is the uh, the two the 626. Um, there's also oh, yeah. the, the yep. Hawk. And then I've got, uh, is that then the, I got the Havoc. Is that the Dynam? The Dynam, yeah, the Dynam yes. 262? Yes. So the Dynam, yeah, yeah. so that's got the really nice wing. I've told, uh, Alpha told me the difference between that one and the and the free wing is the wing is a lot more glidey. So, and it's only a 4S ship anyhow. So it's, uh, we'll see. We'll see how yeah, that goes. Yeah. I just got a bunch of jets. I've seen, the, yeah, I've, I've seen the, uh, obviously seen them both fly and I've flown the, the uh, free wing one, but the, uh, the, I think the the yeah, obviously the, there's a, a thicker cord wing and that sort of stuff, so it um it, it's a bit smoother mm-hmm. <laughs> the the Dynam one, but I've also seen it upgraded to 6s and that that's pretty cool. <laughs> that would but go. the Freeman one looks better. The 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 scale representation of the Freeman one just looks a lot better, except for the cockpit. That pilot looks a bit goofy, but the um yeah, it does. It looks weird. It's I don't know. He's got like three quarter arms and. Yeah, it just looks odd. Pilots are tough. Yeah, it, um, but yeah, pilots are, and and that it's surprising. Like when we were trying to get a pilot for, I remember this is a funny story. We were trying to get a pilot for the um, for the extra three thirty, oh, the okay. Avios extra three thirty yep. that we brought out with with the RC grips color scheme. Yes, and we tried to get a pilot to match, and it went backwards and forwards to the factory, and the factory made the mistake of putting that pilot in. And basically saying, and it was typical of, of the time, you know, good enough. The pilot's good enough. And I said to him, no, 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 that, that pilot's too small. And he said, oh, um, next time we fix it. And I was like, well, no, 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 we have to fix it now. And then he said, no, 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 I've already made 100. And I was like, what? So then I got teased to no end about that pilot from the boys in the office. It was hilarious because he was way too small. He was tiny. And we called him because he was purple as well. So Ian called him the purple profit eater. So he was basically going to steal all the profit. None of the planes were going to get sold because he was the purple profit eater. And um, he ended up being in the um, the same pilot was used in the slowpoke. Okay. So it's the same pilot. And okay. he just completely wrong scale for the extra. Like an extra, when you sit in an extra, it should be just shoulders and head. Yeah. Similar to the Flex Innovations RV8, like it's it should be full cockpit, it's the whole head because you sit right in there. But here he is, proud, and we Stick even tried out. to get the cockpit painted black, off from internally paint because it's the 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 canopy is actually sealed in the mold of the battery hatch, so you can't open it up at all. So the only way to get to it was to cut it, and we tried to cut a hole and paint and spray paint inside the, and it wouldn't work and. So the Purple Profit Eater was released. And I remember when I went into Toby's office and I said, this is what's happened. He's like, how? And I'm like, China. And he went, 
Jesus. So <laughs> we ended up with the purple profit eater and the extras. <laughs> so, oh, he did look a lot that, better that's, in the, 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 uh, the slowpoke, though. Yes, so that was that. Yeah, very, very funny. <laughs> the purple profit eater. <laughs> uh, okay, so where were we? Jets. Uh, jets. We went from there. You took Flex Innovations, Energy Speed, all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. All that stuff. It's, uh, yeah, my, my, next, my next jet to fly again is the MiG-21. I had a MiG-21. I flew it into a fence. I didn't have a MiG-21 anymore after that. I then went and bought myself another MiG-21. Now, that aeroplane, for its size, when I first saw it, I was like, I can't believe, for one, this is 80 mil. Thought it was going to be underpowered. Thought it was going to be this and that. But obviously the power is one thing, but then time, battery, the uh, flight time, I thought, you're going to get like two and a half minutes out of this thing. But since then, I've seen other guys fly it. And so then I've decided, you know, I've, I've got one in the box and I'm like, I'm going to go and get another one and I'm going to put it together and I'm going to paint it up in that, you know, old school silver, Russian, dirty, you know, uh, you know sort of 70s look. And fly my MiG twenty one again, so it uh, that that's the next jet I'm going to fly is the MiG twenty one. Who makes that one? Uh, Freewing. Oh yes, the okay. Freewing MiG twenty one. It's been out on the that uh, yeah. I just like that that. that I'm, I'm old school. As soon as they released the T thirty three, I was like, that's a cool looking plane. Yeah, it's uh, great design. Looks really cool. It has that straight wing. I'm a sucker for a straight wing, but that old. You know, the Cold War era jets like the F-100, the old MiG, the English Electric Lightning. Alpha, if you're listening, do a Lightning. I know it's difficult, but you can do it. I've seen the plans. You can do it. <laughs> do you want the plans? Do you want them? <laughs> do you need them? Do a Lightning. The Lightning is, a, is like a beast of an aeroplane. The undercarriage on the Lightning is a massive hat issue with um, RC planes because you've got these skinny little wheels that fold into the wings and then the two engines that mount on top of each other and how do you do it with a single engine that's not wide enough but you can do it if you can do the mig-21 you can do the the uh like we i remember we tested some airplanes here's one for you andre you probably don't know we tested a mig-25 back in the day it was a um single 90 yeah single 90 mil mig-25 it was roughly well it was massive it was about 1.3 meters long it was huge it was a big airplane and um I test flew it as the as the CNC prototype, but it flew really well, flew okay, and then for some reason it didn't fly okay, and it um, basically we found out later on through watching some video analysis was and air crash investigations, we found out that the aeroplane uh, had a lot of front or forward like sort of frontal area with those big two air inlets, and yep. also fuse and the air inlet there's a lot of frontal area there so when you decided to come off power it stopped flying it just stopped it just stopped in the air so you needed to fly the thing like a rocket you couldn't back off the power at all as soon as you backed off the power and i think i come into a turn and just and nose either, it in yeah yeah i come in i come into a turn and then I think I went. I was on my landing approach or something from a turn or a, a practice landing or something like that. And I've, I've um, kept the same amount of throttle but lowered the gear. So the added 
drag of the gear and me not increasing the throttle, even though the aeroplane was straight, just yeah. stopped the aeroplane in flight. Basically, yeah. seriously nosed up the aeroplane and just went straight to the ground and tip stalled and crashed. And that was the end of the MiG-25. We pulled the pin on it after that. Um, but what a what an awesome aeroplane that MiG-25 is 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 just such a cool looking jet. Yeah, it is just it it is everything about the Soviet era era of jets is just mean. It's tough. It's got those two massive exhausts at the back. It just looks so cool. Yeah. And when I first saw it, I was like, this thing is going to be you know like it's sort of like the the you know the the dihedral on the wing and everything else. It, it just yeah. Absolute, one of the coolest looking jets ever made. That or the uh, tornado, if you can do mm. a tornado, that's another cool jet. But no, but my preferences would be an early model jet, definitely. Like the MiG seventeen was was one of my favourite aeroplanes, yeah. and and that that's a cool looking jet. But the straight wing jets, like the um, the original Fury from North America, so the Fury FJ one, it was a, a derivative of the Sabre later on, but it had a straight wing. Fuel tanks similar to a um, T33 in look, I suppose. Yep. But yep. uh, just chunky, fat-looking aeroplane. But that's just one of my favourites. Well, I, I'm I'm right there with you and, because uh, the classics. It, it's it's funny. It's we're saying classics, right? But um, they just they look nice. Everything these days, all the modern jets are they are what they are. Like just lethal killing machines, right? They're stealthy, they're slick, and everything. Yeah, but they're, they're all boring to look at. But they're all. Yeah, exactly. But in saying that, like the F-35, um, I was never a fan of the F-35 when I first saw it. Australia's got them now in service, and I've seen them fly a couple of times, and they're still boring. But then I saw the F-35C. So the <laughs> F-35C is obviously the the um, uh, the Marines or the, the to take over from the Super Hornets. Yeah, and it's got beefier landing gear it's got a bigger wingspan it actually looks like a bigger airplane all around it's um so the the a model is the fighter the b model is the VTOL version and then the c model is the one with the, with the the carrier so it's got the beefier undercarriage and everything else it just looks cool when it flies and now that's one airplane which i think is a that needs to be made i know we've had an f-35 and freewing did that one just recently yeah but that was but small, the c yeah. model yeah as a 70 mil, still flew really well. Mm-hmm. I've seen, seen one of them at the club. But the, um, yeah. But back to the older planes, like, there's definitely enough. Uh, th- I think there's a market for the Hawker Hunter. That needs to be done. That aeroplane is just, you know, 90 millimeter. There's enough air going in and out. You've got heaps of room for the battery landing gear. It's just one of those aeroplanes that can be done similar to the Sabre. It just needs to be done. And it was done years ago by Flyfly. But it was the old sort of EPS foam and very brittle and old design and disaster when you sort of land because the undercarriage would come straight through the wing. And it was just... <laughs> it sounds like most of my dynamos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on dynam. Don't even go there. I've got the dynam 110 and the one ten, the BF110. Yes. So the... Ah, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking, but whoever designed that just, yeah, I don't think they designed another aeroplane again. I don't think they're allowed to. They were told not to. Now, that is terrible. But anyway, that's a cool-looking aeroplane. Like, it's a, it should be a cool-looking aeroplane, but it's just disaster. Um, so, yeah, those early war 
early, you know, early jets are, are where it's at. Like the Gloucester Meteor, Dynam did a Gloucester Meteor, and I still want one of them. Yeah. And I still want to get one. I still want to get it. Because that shape just, um, I think um, Pilot Ryan did one just recently and flew it around, and so did um, Robert over in Slovenia. And, um, you know, it, it, it flew really well. But you need to upgrade everything in it, and I wish they would just build an ARF so we can just plug our Slap own stuff in. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, Dynam, if you're listening, just build ARFs. Done. Don't play around anymore. Now. Not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh, the guys are man. the guys in the chat are asking you what you what you think of some of the Hangar Nine stuff um, because recently they just released that huge Cub FX3. That thing is a monster. Hanging on stuff is Hanging on stuff is is pretty cool. Like I've got some of the Hanging on. Like um I'd have, you know, four or five Hanging on planes back in the day. I've still got them. Like um, for instance, uh, uh the 109, the Thunderbolt which I've got just there, and um I've got a big timber, the 110 inch um somewhere. Yeah, it's somewhere, I don't know where it is. It's in a box. Um and I've had the old Thunderbolt and I've had the new Thunderbolt and the quality of the old Thunderbolt was better as in heavier material. They've made the 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 airframe a lot lighter, which is good for an electric setup because that's what I'm going to use. Mm -hmm. But for gas motors where you've got, and we spoke on this before, I, th I think I touched on it before, I wouldn't put a gas motor in it because it would shake it to bits. That's just my, it needs to be a, a bigger, tougher, you know, airframe, I think anyway. And you want to have that extra weight, I think, anyway. But anyway, yeah. that's for an electric version, this airplane's going to be fine. Um, but no, the Hangar 9 stuff is definitely, it's it's good quality kit. Like I remember that, uh, the Fokker D7 they reproduced. And I, if, if it wasn't $1,500 Australian, I'd buy one. I think that thing is amazing. It looks really well, flies really well. You know, the, the guys in the video were 3D flying and all sorts of stuff in it. And that, that is a, that is a, a really cool looking airplane. And, and, underrepresented is world war one so it mm -hmm. um yeah but so the hangar nine stuff is you know the older stuff you can get your hands on it like i've got the old 109 the g6 and that is it's a beautiful looking airplane it looks really you know so but it's uh yeah I, i'd say for balsa kits you know you, you can't go past the likes of seagull VQ models, they have some hit and misses there. Some of their stuff's good. Some of their stuff is a little bit not as good. Um, and then you've got Hanging On, which I think is the would have to be the, the, the benchmark for, for Bolsa stuff. Uh, Black Horse, I've got uh, a few, fair few Black Horse kits, and they're also good quality, but they're heavy. They are heavy airframes. Not that that's a problem if you're flying with a you know big, powerful gas motor. Well, that's it, right? You'd struggle with electric setups. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, electric setups, you're looking at, like a two-meter airplane, you, you know, you're, you're running, you know, 10S and that sort of stuff. So it's, you know, it becomes expensive. But, yeah. Uh, but no, the, I mean, I've, yeah, that Thunderbolt, from all reports, is nice and light and flies really, really well. So I can't wait to get it done. I'm just going to, you know, put a Power 60 in it and fly it around. Hopefully it hopefully it flies well. So that, that's my view of hanging on. Cool. Cool. Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll echo the, the statement on the uh, the scale. It seems like anything under a quarter scale is almost, um, 
the, the electric power systems have come on so well that why would you, you know, um, you know, the gas, and this was the conversation I actually had with Ali about it when I was asking, because I was like, ooh, I'm looking at like the one-fifth scale cup. Yeah. And he's like, that plane is beautiful on for uh, on 6S power system. Don't even touch a gas motor because you just don't get the, yeah. the, the you're overweighting it, putting a gas, you know, big piece of cast iron on the front of it, right? Versus a battery setup. So I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. But you got to be able, like I said, you got to be able to fit but the stuff in your car. The, the best thing about electric, and we all know this, is, you know, and, and I'm the president of an electric flying club. So it's, I'm not biased, I'm not going to say this in any way, but the cleanup. Yes. The ease of plugging an airplane in to get it to fly rather than tuning an aeroplane every time you fly it to make sure it's not going to stall in the air and run out of whatever and die. It's so easy. But then also with that comes complacency as well. We tend to uh, underlook all of the bits and pieces to make the airframe. Like we don't tighten nuts and bolts as well as we should. We just plug them in and fly away and we it's simple and easy. And, and, and it can... No, and it's simple. Like I did it once. I had a, I had a, a plane with... Um, and I think I had two servos on the elevator, and I just used to plug it in and fly away. And I, you know, one of the one of the horns just come out with the epoxy, just fell out. So I'm flying this thing, and it kept like rolling around the sky. And I was like, "What's wrong with this plane?" <laughs> and then when I landed, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oops." There's your <laughs> so, problem. Yeah it, yeah, it just. But if I was to fly a gas plane, I would check every nut and bolt before I flew it. I would make sure everything was tight because I know it's going to vibrate. And I know that it's going to have issues with, you know, with, you know, basically I'll go back to just vibration. And you know it's going to have issues with other bits and pieces. So you need to make sure, like when you ride a, a bike or a drive a car, you need to be mechanically sound, check your bits and pieces before you drive it. Because if you don't, it ends in a disaster. But for some reason with electric planes, we we miss that. Sometimes we miss that, that key component. So I don't know. Don't even know where I was going with that. Where did it end up? Jesus. <laughs> we need an agenda. <laughs> we, we, we had it, but it was a very short agenda, so no, it's uh yeah. it, it, no, it's uh, it's been a, it's been an interesting little uh, step into the uh, uh, you know the the inner workings of Steve's mind. It's not enough time. Bill Decker says, "Go big and buy a wagon or a van." So I'm I'm gonna seriously look at a um, a hatchback in the next car because you know if as I progress through the hobby and it's funny because you talk about the gas thing and I haven't done you know my old Sig airplane and everything and I'm I'm very 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 much looking at my next um, one. Well, at this point, it's going to be like 2021 by the time I actually get to a gas airplane. So, because this year is, uh, this year I'm going to say that first half is going to be completely written off, and then we'll just be kind of easing our way back into a lot of things that we love to do and everything as as everything gets sorted out. But on, you know, it'll come because everybody has to try those journeys. Everybody has to experience those things so they know. And that's uh, that, that's I think that's the biggest thing I've learned over the over the last couple of years as I fly and I try different aircraft. You got to try it, you know. Uh, we can go on and on and on and on, but, uh, you know. But I think going back to the, the gas electric thing, um, when you say, you know, some airframes don't need it, but sometimes they just need it for the sound, and sometimes they need it 
because you need to have that combustion engine because we're men and we like to build stuff that makes fire and gas and explosions and smoke. So you do need to have that now and again. So you do need, like there's, there'd be nothing better if we all had our way, we'd all have turbines and big five-cylinder makey planes and we'd be flying around the sky like we were air aces and we'd be having heaps of fun. But our budgets ah, sometimes budget, yes. don't allow us to. So it, uh, if, we, if it was a free world and we could do whatever we want, I would have turbines. I would have, you know, five-cylinder makeys. I would have four-cylinder Spitfires. But it's, yeah, well, I've got one of them. It's only a little, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's there at the moment. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, given the choice, that, that's what you'd have. But unfortunately, uh, for, the, for, for my budget and for my back pocket, I've stuck with building electric stuff because it just makes sense for me at the moment. So it's, it's, but in saying that, there's nothing like starting a gas engine and hearing it run and the noise and like my monkey bike. And I'll go back to the monkey bike. It's got a stupid lead exhaust on it. It's one cylinder and it makes more noise than a Harley nearly. So it's hilarious, but it's, uh, it's the <laughs> tiniest little thing. So, but it's loud as anything. And, um, you know, like I've got a six liter, you know, V8. Uh, sedan that I drive which is you know got two three inch exhaust coming out of the engine and makes a lot of noise and racket so of course I like noise and and to be noticed so that's the reason why we fly big noisy planes so of course we that. want to do that I'll drink to that hey I, I'm looking forward yeah. to uh, the weather getting nice so the GT6 can come out and be driven a little bit more this year because that poor thing has been yeah, exactly. a little yeah. has been ignored a little too much uh, but it's too small to so put you can, um, airplanes inside of it. <laughs> so you can social distance in your Triumph. Exactly. That's the best thing to do with the Triumph. Just mm. drive. Just drive. That's, isn't a whole it, other, isn't that's a whole other show. Isn't it? No, it's, isn't it crazy at, at the moment with all these new terminology that we've got to live with as well? Like, it's, it's you know, a couple of months ago, no one ever said COVID-19. Now it's, it's everywhere you look. It's crazy. It's it's a little bit overwhelming sometimes. Mm -hmm. So to have programs and to chats like this, it's 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 very good for the for the for our mind to to actually go out and chat, and talk about other things other than the stupid virus at the moment. Well, that's that was one of the things Crazy I said time. right away when uh, when everybody was asking me, um, you know, how many podcasts, and I said I'm going to do as many as I can. I'll do what I can with the energy I have and everything. So. Bill Decker says, I need to do a segment on the GT6. I said, oh, maybe we will one day. I can talk about it when uh, <laughs> set the camera up in the garage and everything. Go live stream out of the garage or something and show you guys what, what, what you know, because, and, and, you know, we all go through these, and it sounds so stupid. I'm sounding old, but, you know, that, that represents a journey through my life that was, you know, before RC or in between RC, I guess. And then there was a race car period in there, and then, and the RC hobby came creeping into my life, you know. So, uh, yeah. tactical nerd asks, "What's happening with Flight Fest? At this time, they are not making a decision. Uh, that was the last thing I was discussed with about that because they are waiting on things that are basically out of their control. Uh, so, Flight Test will make a decision yeah. once they know. Uh, Ohio, like any other state, like New York State and everything, are just completely locked down as they try and manage this stuff. So, that's all we got right now. So." Um, yeah, they're waiting for the flattening of the flattening of the curve. Flat that curve, <laughs> flatten it down, <laughs> hammer it down, bang, 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 bang. Flat right? that curve, and, and it's funny Stay because um, 
I was asked if I would go flying with the guys and they're like, oh, we're being all real careful to stand apart, you know, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to make a physical, uh, you know, my work has been super awesome. Well, not that I had a choice, but they're still being really supportive of me, uh, you know, and everything I'm dealing with. And I basically said, you know what, guys, thanks. Thanks for the offer. Thanks for the shout out. Thanks for asking. But I'm going to uh, stay home. And, uh, like I said, four o'clock in the afternoon, one day, maybe, uh, you know, after a work day is done, if I've got some batteries charged up, I'll go grab my Tundra and, uh, go out and zip out and do a quick flight. But I kind of just want to, um, uh, you know, I kind of just, uh, don't want to take any risks. And I think that's just a sensible thing to do because it's, it's that, that interlinking and we're seeing more stories and here I'm talking about a subject I didn't want to talk about. Anyhow, seeing a ton of stories about people that are actually getting (laughs) sick getting they're getting they're getting nailed and they don't know why so anyhow um, yeah. so yes bill the short story possibly we could do that once the weather is nice right now it's still garbage outside it was raining and pouring and disgusting today hence why the uh, the ball plane got worked on tactical nerd says I really hope at least they postpone it if not can uh, and not cancel only time will tell buddy only time will tell um, so I don't know Steve I don't think we yeah, got we much had more to go ahead uh, no, we hope to get back onto uh, flying again and everything back as normal with life as we know it. Yeah. Uh, like I said before, we had to close down our flying club, and you know, and I think that was you know we had to be on the front foot because our demographic is very you know like the older gents. Yes. So to have them come in contact with this virus because of a flying club, that's just you know we had to make that decision to close it. Yeah. And it's the best thing to do, and and you know hopefully we can get back into doing these events again. And, you know, like we used to have the, I mean, we probably won't have the Hobby King live event at PMAC, but we used to do that. But we still have events, you know, like our Warbirds Day and everything else. And we have other events and we've got our own event in November where we have like a, you know, a free flight of everything we can to fly. And, you know, we do all that bits and pieces, which always attracts a decent crowd. And we've had to cancel until further notice. So it's it's pretty sad state of affairs when, you you know, you, you sort of, you can't go out and do that stuff, but that's just life, unfortunately. And that's we had the, the we had the same thing. The club made those decisions. Sorry, um, uh, Mac, the Model Association Aircraft Association of Canada, they came down saying, "Okay, this is what we recommend." Hey, Booch, and then it just progressed from there. And finally, the club very just said, you know, "The club said, okay, we're shutting it down," kind of thing. So, which is the uh, same deal, uh, demographic-wise and everything, and just just social responsibility. So. Ah, right. All right. So if we don't have any yeah. other questions, I think uh, we're probably at a good point to uh, wrap up this podcast because we've been rambling for like a ninety minutes yeah. already, man. So yeah, yeah. and 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 it's there's been probably twenty minutes of useful information out of all that. So <laughs> that's the way it always goes. It's <laughs> the way it always goes. The point is, we did the effort. We yeah. put out the, you know, we we collaborated across <laughs> the uh, the continents uh, to uh, bring you this lovely podcast. Um, to everybody who popped in during the live stream, thanks for hanging out. Uh, everybody listening, uh, we will continue to try and do some shows. I'm working with Callie, trying to get her to uh, get on the show. Um, that's a technological challenge because she actually doesn't have a really reliable internet, so I've got to figure out how to get my uh, my cell phone wired into the sound system, so i got to go and procure some equipment for that. Uh, working to talk to Seth Arnold from uh, Flex Innovations, so we'll get him going. And oh, then... Nice. Um, Yep, so they're they're very keen to come in, and then I still owe Joshua Archer to his moment in the hot seat. 
Steve's been on the hot seat before, so we don't need to answer ask him the same questions and everything. But Joshua Orchard wants to come on and talk well, about ask, building techniques. Have to ask you one question. Ask you one have question. To ask you one question. Ooh. Yeah, one question from the hot seat. One question. Otherwise, from... I feel as of you know. The, okay. All right. I'm so, missing maybe... out. Hmm. Or a random question from the from the people who may be listening. Well, yeah, what have no, you got for I'm, me? I'm, I'm dreaming up something here. So, jeez, uh, let's see. If you had to pick your ultimate plane to fly and like talking a good six months of solid flying of the same aircraft, what would you pick? Ooh. Hmm. That's, that's a good one. I know. That, that's a good one. I'm going to have to write and, that and down. And I know it. I know the answer. All right. I know the answer because I've, I've flown one, not mine. I borrowed it, but I've flown one. And I've got one, and I'm going to build it, and I know this thing is going to be well-flown, and I know that I'm going to get at least a few years out of it, and that would be the um, free-wing Venom. There you go. There you go. But so, I have all intentions to turn it into a sea Venom. A sea Venom? Ooh. Isn't that going to require a little body moving? Oh, yeah, 100%. But I know that after a couple of years of, like, at least six months of flying it, I'm going to get bored, it so works. it's going to be an extension of the front. Yeah, so basically it's it's got a very similar wing. It's got beefier undercarriage. It's got different tail sections. It's got a different nose. Uh, it's a two-seater for a start. Um, so there's plenty of different changes that are going to have to happen, but that's something that I want to do. So there you go. That, that'll be my long-term thing is to have a, um, a Venom, fly it, and then convert it to a sea Venom. Nice. There you go. Nice. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, the Venom was high on my list of, of aircraft to go, but it was always out of stock, or just I felt it was just too old in its life cycle. But I could be wrong because and we always know, and we always know that Navy guys fly better than Air Force guys. Nah. So. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, on that bombshell. Good night, right? Where's the music? Where's right. the music? I gotta find that music extra. There we go. All right, Steve, I want to uh, thank you for coming on the show this afternoon, this evening, this morning, whatever time and day it is everywhere. Uh, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. All right. I have to and, go back uh, to work. Yes, do that. <laughs> uh, everybody else, for the rest of the week, stay tuned. We will, uh, I'll let everybody know when the next show comes out and uh, what we're doing and everybody. Thanks for all the subscribers. Thanks for all the Patreons. Uh, people that we owe stickers to, hang in there. Um, I ran out of stamps, and I'm not going to the post office anytime soon, so... On that note, thank you, everyone. Have a good evening. Ciao.